Greetings, friends. Welcome back to the broadcast. I'm Sean. Website is scriptureandprophecy.com. That's where you go to find the archives. That's where you go to support this mission of truth. This morning we are looking to start our week with some wisdom and some encouragement. We're looking at Psalm 68 today, which is a little bit of a longer psalm than what we've been uh, having. It's 35 verses. And uh, just to give you a little backdrop, uh, according to most commentaries, uh, this is a psalm composed by David. And it deals, well, I'll just read you from F.B. Meyer. He says, This is one of the grandest odes in literature. It was probably composed when the ark was brought in triumph from the house of Obed-Edom to the newly acquired hill of the Lord. Which you can see that story in Second Samuel chapter 6. It is evidently a pro- processional hymn intended to be sung by bands of white-robed priests and Levites. In this paragraph, the ark was lifted to the shoulders of its bearers while a measured strain was chanted. Then a procession moved forward. The march through the wilderness was recited. Let God arise. And these opening verses of the psalm were borrowed from the formula used by Moses in Numbers 10.35. Through the smoke of many a battlefield have they rung out. Cromwell's iron sides charged to their music. In Psalm 68, verses 5-6, through 6, we learn that God has a special care for the lonely people and the prisoner. The former he introduces to families, the latter are brought out into prosperity. RV seems to have a modern fulfillment in the exodus of noble women from happy homes in Christian lands to the published gospel of Christ to the heathen. So that's kind of F.B. Meyer's view of uh, what, what the, this Psalm 68 that we're getting ready to read. And other camp commentaries I've looked at, it's, it's the same view that it's dealing with when the Ark was brought back, the Ark of the Covenant was brought back. Uh, I'll just say in passing, there is those of some of those uh, who are of the dispensational theological persuasion who believe that this is also in some future tense dealing with uh, Christ's ascension along with the Greek gathering to, of Israel and the destruction of the beast and his armies, basically Armageddon. So there are some who believe and see this as also a prophetic psalm. So we're going to read Psalm 38, and then we're also going to go look at Ecclesiastes chapter 11. And not a lot of commentary from me this morning. I just wanted to give you a little bit of a backdrop, but I'm going to let the Word of God speak to you. And I just pray that it goes forth and it pierces hearts and it causes you to draw closer to God. Let's have a look. Psalm 68, King James Bible. Let God arise. Let his enemies be scattered. Let them also that hate him flee before him. As smoke is driven away, so drive them away as wax melteth before the fire. So let the wicked perish at the presence of God. But let the righteous be glad. Let them rejoice before God. Yea, let them exceedingly rejoice. 
Sing unto God, sing praises to his name. Extol him that rideth upon the heavens by his name, Yah, and rejoice before him. As a father of the fatherless and a judge of the widows, is God in his holy habitation. God sitteth the solitary in families. He bringeth out those which are bound with chains, but the rebellious dwell in a dry land. O God, when thou wentest forth before thy people, when thou didst march through the wilderness, the earth shook. The heavens also dropped at the presence of God. Even Sinai itself was moved at the presence of God, the God of Israel. Thou, O God, didst send a plentiful rain, whereby thou didst confirm thine inheritance when it was weary. Thy congregation hath dwelt therein. Thou, O God, hast prepared of thy goodness for the poor. The Lord gave the word. Great was the company of those that published it. Kings of armies did flee apace. And she that tarried at home divided the spoil. Thou ye have linen among the pots. Yet shall ye be as the wings of a dove covered with silver and her feathers with a yellow gold. When the Almighty scattered kings in it, it was white as snow in Salem. The hill of God is a hill of Bashan, and a high hill as the hill of Bashan. Why leap ye, ye high hills? This is the hill which God desires to dwell in. Yea, the Lord will dwell in it forever. The chariots of God are twenty thousand, even thousands of angels. The Lord is among them, as in Sinai in the holy place. Thou hast ascended on high. Thou hast led captivity captive. Thou hast received gifts for men. Yea, for the rebellious also, that the Lord God might dwell among them. Blessed be the Lord who daily loadeth us with benefits, even the God of our salvation. He that is our God is the God of salvation, and unto God the Lord belongeth the issues from death. But God shall wound the head of his enemies, and the hairy scalp of such a one as goeth on still in his trespass. The Lord said, I will bring again from Bashan, I will bring my people again from the depths of the sea, that thy foot may be dipped in the blood of thy enemies, and the tongue of thy dog in the same. They have seen thy goings, O God, even the goings of my God, my King, in the sanctuary. The singers went before the players on instruments followed after. Among them were the damsels playing with timbrels. Bless you, God, in the congregation, even the Lord from the foundation, or from the fountain of Israel. There is little Benjamin with their ruler, the prince of Judah, and their council, the prince of Zebulun, and the prince of Naphtali. Thy God hath commanded thy strength. Strengthen, O God, that which thou hast wrought for us. Because of thy temple at Jerusalem shall kings bring presents unto thee. 
rebuke the company of spearmen with the multitude of bulls, with the calves of the people, till everyone submit himself with pieces of silver. Scatter thou thy people that delight in war. Princes shall come out of Egypt, Ethiopia, shall soon stretch out her hands unto God. Sing unto God, ye kingdoms of the earth. O sing praises unto the Lord Selah, to him that rideth upon the heavens, which were of old. Lo, he doth send out his voice, and that a mighty voice. Ascribe ye strength unto God. His excellency is over Israel, and his strength is in the clouds. O God, thou art terrible out of thy holy place. The God of Israel is he that giveth strength and power unto his people. Blessed be God. And so that is Psalm 68. And you can see why uh, some might speculate that that it's somewhat prophetic, right? I mean, there is a lot of... Uh, symbolism and uh, language that's similar to apocalyptic language. Uh, it talks about God, you know, being on the clouds. Um, it talks about him giving his enemies a head wound, which is like symbolic for like a fatal wound. Um, you know, it definitely has that feel to it. But at the same time, you can see that it's very likely that Paul was writing it, or I'm sorry, not Paul, that David was writing it about a very real event. And uh, the one described by most commentaries when the ark was brought up uh, definitely makes a lot of sense. But I pray that these words have spoke to you this morning. You know, the big thing that's coming to my mind right now is we often forget just how big our God is and how powerful our God is and how he is the ruler of all things and that one day all the nations will be praising his name. Here in the King James, it actually does a service for us that many modern Bibles don't do. Occasionally, the King James will put God's name there, Jehovah, and in this particular psalm, Psalm 68, when you go to verse 4, it has Yah there. Keep in mind the J used to have a Yah sound. Okay, A lot of people get all worked up about Jah, but they don't understand that in the English language that it used to be a Yah, not a Jah. So just, uh, that's for a whole other discussion. But verse 4 says, Sing unto God, sing praises to his name. Extol him that rideth upon the heavens by his name, Yah. And rejoice before him. So there's just there's a there's a lot here. Uh, the verse seventeen: the chariots of God are twenty thousand, even thousands of angels. The Lord is among them, as in Sinai in the holy place. Thou hast ascended on high, thou hast let captivity captive, thou hast received gifts for men, yea, for the rebellious also the Lord God might dwell among them. There's definitely some language there that's similar to what we read in in Revelation. So, anyway, yeah, verse 21, But God shall wound the head of his enemies. And the hairy scalp of such as one as goeth on still in his trespasses. And then verse 23, that thy foot may be 
dipped in the blood of thy enemies and the tongue of thy dogs in the same. It reminds me in, in Revelation of that picture of Christ, his robe dipped in blood. So I definitely can see uh, where someone can get some prophetic meaning potentially out of Psalm 68. It's probably a psalm that needs a lot of study. Uh, you know, F.B. Meyer refers to it as a gr- one of the grandest odes in literature. So our short reading of it this morning will not do justice in my limited capacity, me being a man limited uh, you definitely can't uh, search it all out in 20 minutes. But there you have it, Psalm 68. Okay, let's move on. We're going to look at Ecclesiastes chapter 11, which uh, the title of it is The Best Things Possible to a Natural Man. So let's have a short look. But there's only two more of these left. Ecclesiastes is only 12 chapters long. And Ecclesiastes chapter 11 is only 10 verses. So let's open up our hearts and see if there be a word for us here this morning. Let's have a look. Ecclesiastes chapter 11. Verse 1. Cast thy bread upon the waters, for thou shalt find it after many days. Give a portion to seven and also to eight, for thou knowest not what evil shall be upon the earth. If the clouds be full of rain, they empty themselves upon the earth. And if the tree fall toward the south or toward the north, in the place where the tree falleth, there it shall be. He that observeth the wind shall not sow, and he that regardeth the clouds shall not reap. Hmm. That verse, trying to find the words, it's He that observeth the wind shall not sow, and he that regardeth the clouds shall not reap. It's kinda like if you're waiting for the perfect timing to try to to do something, you'll never do anything, right? Like if you go out and you're like, Oh, it's kinda windy, I better not sow seed. Ooh, it's kinda cloudy, uh, so you can't reap. It's like if, if it's because there's some struggles, that's not a reason to not take action. I'll give you an example. You know, I've written two books, um, and it was always my dream to, to write, to publish something. Um, but when I go back to like 2014, 2015, I wanted to write one of these books, but I thought, you know what, it looks like the end is near. And it, I'd just be wasting my time. I probably would never... I'd spend all this time writing and I'd probably never even get it published. And then I ended up doing both of them from in 2020 and 2021. So, you know, that's what's coming to mind as I think about this verse. It's like if you're waiting for that perfect timing or... Then you'll never do it. You'll never get anything done. Verse 5, As thou knowest not what is in the way of the Spirit, nor how the bones do grow in the womb of her that is with child, even so thou knowest not the works of God who maketh all. In the morning sow thy seed, and in the evening withholdeth not thy hand, for thou knowest not whether shall prosper, 
either this or that, or whether they both shall be alike good. Truly the light is sweet, and a pleasant thing is for the eye to behold the sun. But if a man live many years, and rejoice in them all, yet let him remember the days of darkness, for there shall be many. All that cometh is vanity. Rejoice. O young man in thy youth, and let thy heart cheer thee in the days of thy youth, and walk in the ways of thy heart, and in the sight of thy eyes. But know thou that all of these things God will bring thee into judgment. Therefore, remove sorrow from thy heart, and put away evil from thy flesh, for childhood and youth are vanity. And that is the end of Ecclesiastes chapter 10. He's, you know, he's... Solomon's been making the point that everything comes to nothing. It's just like our childhood, right? We might have a great childhood, but... That doesn't really help us as adults, does it? You had a great childhood. What does he say? Remove the sorrow from thy heart and put away evil from thy flesh for childhood and youth are vanity. In other words, it's a vapor. It's gone so quickly. Verse 8 says, If a man lives many years and he rejoices in them all, yet let him remember the days of darkness, for they shall be many. All that cometh is vanity. So all that cometh is like a vapor. It's here a moment and gone a moment. Give a portion to seven and also to eight, for thou knowest not what evil shall be upon the earth. I'm getting the feeling from this Ecclesiastes that, that his point is that you don't know what tomorrow brings. Right? You just don't know. And so do something. (laughs) Here's what Charles Spurgeon says about that first verse. Cast thy bread upon the waters, for thou shalt find it after many days. He says, hoard not thy bread. For if thou dost, it will mildew. It will be of no use to thee. Cast it on the water, scatter it abroad. Give it to the unworthy men if need be. Some here have seen an allusion to the casting of seed into the Nile when it overflowed its banks. When the water subsided, the corn would grow and be gathered in after many days. Interesting. I'm feeling this morning as I'm reading our, doing our study, I was like, man, what we've gotten into this morning requires a lot more thought. (laughs) done it a lot more consideration uh, than what we can give it in this short time but I pray that the Holy Spirit has spoken to you that you've been blessed this morning that you've been strengthened in your faith and uh, that's all I can ask is that God would do that for those of you who are listening I want to thank you for your support and for your prayers and just remind you that this is 100% listener supported 
So please consider supporting it by becoming a Patreon. Uh, or you can support through PayPal or the mail. All this is at the, in the YouTube description or at the website, scriptureandprophecy.com. Thanks for listening, friends. Lord willing, I'll be back with you on Wednesday. Peace and grace be with all of you. And until next time, God bless.